Welcome, everybody. We'll be taking your calls off Twitter spaces in just a mere moment. Uh, again, we will be discussing a couple of videos that are out there flying around right now. There's the issue of the Pfizer representative uh, testifying before the EU parliament and some of the reaction of that. Uh, I think he's Dutch, uh, EU parliamentarian. Interesting. We'll look at that. We'll look at uh, Bill Gates changing his tune, and we will take your calls. You just head over on Twitter spaces. And remember that if you raise your hand to be called upon there, that you'll be streaming out on multiple platforms, including Twitter, Twitch, Rumble, YouTube, Facebook, everywhere. You can stream. We are streaming. So let's get to it. Our laws, as it pertains to substances, are draconian and bizarre. The psychopaths start this way. He was an alcoholic. Because of social media and pornography, PTSD, love addiction, fentanyl and heroin, ridiculous I'm a, I'm a doctor for sake. Where the hell you think I learned that? I'm just saying, you go to treatment before you kill people. I am a clinician. I observe things about these chemicals. Let's just deal with what's real. We used to get these calls on Loveline all the time. Educate adolescents and to prevent and to treat. You have trouble, you can't stop. stop and you want to help stop it. I can help. I got a lot to say. I got a lot more to say. Hey, everyone. Of course, I'm watching your comments over on Restream and as well at the Rumble Rants. And somebody, Caleb, on the Restream is saying they're having sound problems. I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, nobody else seems to be saying that. So everyone just check your sound. Tell me if you're hearing me okay. Then we can sort of get on with things. So uh, as I said, I want to go over a few things that are flying around Twitter. Yeah, I look like I've been wearing a headset all day talking to Mr. Corolla, and that has messed me up. Also, uh, be sure to check out the Dr. Drew podcast. My uh, interview with Michael Malice is up now, and that's kind of interesting, I think. Though people are strangely critical of it. I'm not quite sure what their problem is. Uh, it's a long two-parter, and we seem to get into everything. And it's 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 a meandering, I'll give you that, uh, but it's uh, wide. Okay, sound is good, I want to say. All right, so we are going to take your calls, as I mentioned, and we're going to talk about a couple of issues that are in the press. Uh, I want to decompress a little bit uh, from yesterday, what Dr. Pentazatos, Pentazatos was saying, which is, isn't it, again, each time I talk to these people, I learn a little bit more. He was saying that here he was, a Columbia professor, a neuroscientist. He is someone looking for data, looking for signals in the data, and saw this problematic signal this this concern that the vaccines were causing trouble in young males he raised his hand and said should we be doing mandated vaccines in these young people where the risk of the illness is zero and there seems to be a signal suggesting the vaccine may have problems as soon as he was wrote that letter as soon as he was acknowledged he was immediately put on leave and this has been this was the strange procedure of 2020 and 2021, which was somebody like Jay Bhattacharya raised his hand and said, look, we've never done these lockdown things before. They're not going to work. we got to consider other things. How about focus protection? He was immediately attacked, marginalized, and really drummed out, attempted to be drummed out of his professional standing. This is, to me, is the most strange of what we've been through. Normally, we have discourse. So somebody like Dr. Pantazitos comes up and says, hey, we got a signal here. 
And if you look at his data and disagree, you go, no, Spiro, Dr. Spiro, you're wrong. Here's why. We're not going to listen to you. Thank you for your opinion, but we believe it's wrong, and here's why. And then you counter the argument. And then there's a little back and forth. If you remember, even when he was being requested for publication for some of the data he collected, they gave him some specific feedback, which is exactly how science works. He addressed it and then they still refuse to publish his data. So this phenomenon of refusing to acknowledge good studies and attempting to destroy people who are you know professionals of high standing who are just raising their hand and saying, mm, maybe we have an issue here. I, don't, I still don't know whether there is an issue or not. I feel pretty clear that there's not in the very elderly populations and they get a lot of benefit in a 30-year-old and a 25-year-old. They have to do the data because the risk of the illness is so remote that if there's any reasonable risk from the vaccine, we should know that so we can make that decision with our, with our patients. I'm not saying then the vaccine should be condemned. I'm saying then the vaccine should be considered, certainly not mandated, certainly not mandated. Because you mandate something that's dangerous, there will be a, there will be a consequence for that. And particularly when there have been people like Dr. Pantosatos who've raised his hand and questioned, just, just raised the question. He's not saying, hey, man, I'm right. I know it for sure. He's saying, mm, could there be a problem here? Maybe mandates aren't appropriate. But the desire to destroy people who dissent is so far from anything I've ever seen in my lifetime, I don't understand it. And people seem to have gloried in these guillotines, in this cancellation sort of world. It seemed like this was sort of a a continuation of the cancellation instinct. And I just saw a video right before this mic heated up of uh, uh, um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez being attacked in a brutal way. Now she's on the guillotine, which has been one of my points forever. If you cancel, if you use cancellation the way the French use guillotine, eventually everybody ends up on the guillotine. So guess what? Everybody's going to get through this cancellation phenomenon. That's how mobs work. That's how scapegoating works. We have myriad experiences through human history to show us. Unless we stop all this and start talking to each other the way we always had. So there's that. I spoke to Dr. Mark McDonald again, the psychiatrist, and uh, apparently there's a foyer, what do they call it, a foyer document, the when they a discovery document. Uh, about some of the early days of the mandates and the lockdowns in the federal government. And it shows through the communications that have been found in discovery, very, something very clear, another piece of the puzzle. So one piece of the puzzle is people raising their hand, getting crushed needlessly because of the continuation of cancellation policy. The other piece is why the extreme confidence in procedures that have never been carried out before. It turns out what comes up in these documents is fear of the press, that the press, the New York Times editorial board mandating the lockdown, people that have no medical training, have no business even having an opinion on this, mandating things that the government then followed. So, you, so, so when I was back in the day shaking my head like, why did they do this? What was going on? They were convinced by their Chinese colleagues. They believed what the Chinese were, were doing was working, both completely false, and then they were mandated by an out-of-control press. That starts to make sense, doesn't it, when you see people doing irrational things. So when they're under this pressure, 
they invent something like social distancing, a con a concept never before described. Six feet social distancing invented out of whole cloth. I've now talked to two people who were in the room during the discussion to come up with what the social distancing policy might be. Social distancing in infectious disease just meant kind of staying away from people who are sick. Now, invented out of whole cloth, everybody should be six feet away. By the way, there was a hotly contested 10-foot contingency, and even people who advocated 60 feet. They were all inventing it because this didn't exist. And none of it worked. Maybe some of it delayed some of the of the uh, respiratory viral spread, but probably little to none. We end up in the same place. Now, that is the key thing people have to understand. Lockdowns did not work. Now, as we went through the safety, you know, the fear avoidance, the safety preoccupations, and then the vaccine became the sole and only way to go forward. I will say something again that I said the other day, which is vaccine therapies have ratified distribution. You give measles to children. You give pneumonia and Prevnar to the elderly. You give shingles to the elderly. You give yellow fever. I'm going to show you this video in just a second. You give yellow fever to people who are going to the sub-Saharan sub Africa. That's who gets the vaccines. You don't give all vaccines to everybody all the time. You decide where it has most risk-benefit analysis, risk-benefit um, distribution. So... Measles is better in childhood unless there's an outbreak and you have low measles titers. You want to repeat, you repeat. If you're going to sub-Saharan Africa, you might need some yellow fever vaccine. If you are, I mean, there's just so many vaccines that are just specific to specific risk categories and age groups. Why to ask the question, is there an age distribution optimization for this vaccine that must be met with total cancellation and destruction? Think about how weird that is, as opposed to somebody coming back with, oh, you know what, we did randomized controlled trials on this, we looked at the risk of the illness versus the risk of the vaccine, and here's, here's the model we've used, and let's talk about it. That's not what happens. What happens is total annihilation. So we have the Pfizer representative now in front of uh, the European Union Parliament. Uh, whoops, and that's what? What is that, Caleb? Oh, this is the clip of you there? from yesterday's show that they can people can go and watch it over on. Oh, saying the same thing I said today. Yes, exactly. Also, yeah. I don't know if we're live clip. on Rumble right now. I don't we think are. we're live on Rumble. Why would that be? Are you sure? I have an old computer, so it. Somebody said that they weren't. Okay, we are. Okay, okay there's it. Oh, there it goes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. There it is. So, Hi, Rumble. <laughs> so I want to show you the video that's been making the rounds. I think most people have seen this. It was uh, he's a German or a Dutch uh, parliamentarian who is questioning this Pfizer representative. And let's just take a look at it. And then I think my response may surprise you a little bit. And Caleb, I'm going to have there you question no me, interview me a little bit about it. Was the Pfizer COVID vaccine tested on stopping the transmission of the virus before it entered the market? If not, please say it clearly. If yes, are you willing to share the data with this committee? And I really want a straight answer, yes or no, and I'm looking forward to it. Thank you very much. Um, regarding the question around, um, did we know about stopping humanization before um, it's entered the market? No. Uh, these, um, you know, we had to really move at the speed of science to really understand what is taking place. So there are no misunderstandings. All right. 
was there it is. the Pfizer COVID vaccine. We got that. We got it. The answer is no. The answer is no. And uh, to to parrot, to, to um, follow in the heels of the great Dr. John Campbell, the speed of science, what, what, what exactly is the speed of science? I understand you had to roll this thing out fast and it was an emergency. There's no such thing as the speed of science. In fact, science is very plodding and takes forever. You, you superseded the usual speed of science. And I get it. That's fine. We had an emergency. You needed, you were willing to take, here's what the truth is. You were willing to take more risk than you normally would. The problem is that there was an inference about the fact that we could suppress we seem to be able to suppress the virus. You know, the original data, if you remember, was 96% effective at suppressing viral reproduction, this stuff. The, the, the projection and inference was that, therefore, because there's viral suppression, there will be no transmission or little or no transmission. And the potential for creating new unproblematic unprob variants would be reduced. Those were all assumptions. None of that was tested, nor could it be tested. How could you test it? What are you going to do? Put a bunch of people in a, and say, stand here for a couple of days with these people we've given the vaccine to, and let's see if you get COVID. There's no ethical way to do that. They, they, the problem is you had government officials extrapolating. Again, non-medical people, when they start getting a hold of this material, it's when we get into trouble. It's what I've been saying from the beginning. The press needed to shut up. The medical people need to, needed to be speaking themselves for themselves. So now you have government officials saying, this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. People that are unvaccinated should be marginalized. And the fact that they extrapolated the inability to transmit if you've been vaccinated, which was a false extrapolation or an in, not, not entirely true, except partly true, but not entirely true. Use that as a legal justification for marginalizing people, particularly people of color. If you look back at me a year ago, I was complaining about this, that, well, I'm not, I, I'm going to take no opinion on what needs to happen, but th th at least an apology, at least an apology. Caleb, do you have the part where this, uh, gentleman from the parliament uh, with the accent goes on to talk about what he thinks ought to be done. Let me see. I'm going to see if I can pull it up. It's sort of the, it's sort of, the, I forget it's the first part of the second, but it's probably the follow on. He follows on with some comments. So there you go. Um, there is people advocating extraordinary measures who have no business doing so, who don't understand. This is the thing I always bring out for everybody. Here's what I understand. I understand that this is what's out there to get you. These are two infectious, these are the smallest infectious disease textbooks I can find. The red one is pediatric, the blue one is adult. These infectious diseases are available to you in the world. We are biological agents. Millions of people get these infectious diseases all the this time. It's scandalous. To be, here it is, here's his comment. Of I just want to finish the comment, which is that we have to contextualize this. And if you're not a medical person, how can you contextualize it? And that's we've we've allowed a bureaucrats to go crazy with an inability to understand and, and ignoring all the other problems. I suspect that's where all the excess deaths are coming from. The fact that we've ignored the rest of medicine for two years. Maybe there's some element of the vaccine, too. I don't know. We'll see. Here's what uh, the uh, this is the EU parliament member. Worldwide felt forced to get vaccinated because of the myth that you do it for others. Now this turned out to be a cheap lie. This should be exposed. 
please share this video. So he, he asks for actually legal action and that's part of what he was saying there. I don't think this is Pfizer's fault. I really don't. Pfizer was doing the best they could, getting it done as fast as they could. This was the fault of government bureaucrats throughout the world. Uh, you want to fault somebody, blame bureaucracy. Bureaucracy was the problem. It was the, the enemy the whole time. Let me show you another video of someone who <laughs> allowed for the uh, conflagration. Uh, he's, uh, we have one Bill Gates reconsidering something that if you heard me talking about a year ago, you would have known that uh, somehow magically I saw this. Adam Carolla noticed this a year and a half ago. Why did we know this and Bill Gates didn't? Let's take a look at what Mr. Mr. Gates is saying now. It wasn't until early February when I was in a meeting that experts at the foundation said, there's no way, you know, this, there's been too much uh, travel without diagnosis uh, for us to contain this. And then at that point, we didn't really understand the fatality rate, you know, we didn't understand that it's a fairly low fatality rate and that it's a disease mainly of the elderly, kind of like flu is, although a bit different than that. So that was a pretty scary period yes, right. uh, yes. where the world. Yes, you didn't did, go but you did know alert, it. Hang on, let, let me interrupt you. Stop him. Stop him. That's enough, Bill. That's enough. We did know it. <laughs> we did know it. People did know it, but you were withheld from that information. The people, if you look back at all the press reports of the day at that time, they never gave the age of the people who were dying. They gave their name without the age. When there's a, when there's a death on the freeway here in Los Angeles, they say, Jill Smith, a 58-year-old mom of three. They tell the age always. Suddenly, no age. It was being suppressed because if you saw the ages, you would know immediately that the predominant risk was age. Not saying that it didn't kill young people. It did kill some young people. Not saying it wasn't brutal. It was brutal. But we have so severely distorted what was happening and used fear as a way of commandeering the entire populace. And people are still injured by that fear. People are still walking around in surgical masks outdoors. Surgical masks don't work. Outdoors is no sort of transmission. Essentially never occurs. Essentially never. If you want to protect yourself with an N95, please do so. Surgical masks, waste of time as far as we can tell. N95, protect the individual, don't protect others. Caleb, do you have any questions about what I've said so far? Yes, I, I act, honestly, I think that everything you're saying makes sense, especially to me, who was a non-medical person. We trusted all of these people and what they were saying through this whole time, and then it turns out that they weren't even listening to the medical professionals themselves. Like They're, they're not listening to the science. Right. They're not well, looking at this. And so then we all start to well, assume that the, there are much, much worse things that are being hidden and that this is a much bigger conspiracy than it actually is because we're thinking, well, if you lied to us about this, like they can't sit there and deny that all of us were led to believe that getting the mRNA vaccines would prevent transmission because they kept on telling us that if you send your kids to school and your kids aren't vaccinated, they're going to come home and they're going to carry that virus home to grandma and kill your grandma. Like super spreaders, super spreaders, super spreaders, teachers, the, students, everybody. Now they're yeah. all wanting to so act like, Oh, we never said that, but it's like, uh, uh, that doesn't make sense to yes, me. That did. was the whole yes, point. <laughs> That's why we had to lock down. Right. No, exactly. No, exactly. And, and, and here's the thing that it's fine to say, it's fine. Bill Gates almost says it. It's fine for them to say, look, we thought this virus, because it seems so effective in these initial da data points, 
that we were going to anticipate it suppressing uh, spread. Lo and behold, the immunity wore off quicker than we thought. Lo and behold, it, it does seem to prevent severe illness, which really was the goal. Severe illness and death is what we wanted to end. We thought it was going to do all these other things. We really wanted people to take it because we needed to suppress uh, death and hospitalization. And by the way, if that was really their goal, they should have focused on the at-risk population. I, you know, they, listen, we saw them do it again with monkeypox. They refused to discuss who was at risk so we could figure out who to vaccinate. That's how vaccines work. You give it to the risk group. And if you don't identify the risk group, you're going to miss people who can benefit and people are going to be harmed, both because they didn't get the vaccine and because people who didn't need the vaccine did get the vaccine. Both are bad. And if you don't, I, I don't under, I, this is another one of these bewildered. I shake my head every day. Like, well, I'm bamboozled. Like, what? Why they can't say, hey, this is predominantly in gay. I guess get breaking into the general population, but right now it's gay men in New York. Let's go get them. Let's go vaccinate the hell out of that and make, make this thing stop. Could never, they never said that. Crazy. Drew, Drew the, right? the cover up, the cover up is always yeah. worse than the crime, especially for anyone. I, that has ever questioned anything about what the government is telling them. I know for a fact now that after all of this going on, that all of my distant family members and all of the anti-vaxxers that I've you know known from my family history, they all now yes. have so much ammunition because now they're saying, well, look, they, they lied to you about this. So what's to make you think they didn't lie to you about the flu vaccine, about chicken pox, about this? They're like, we've been right all along. And look, now we have this sterling <laughs> example of this. And it's, it's if they had That's just the told, people part. were just truthful because we now mm. we just feel like we've been lied to. And now it's I never, <laughs> never, ever would have questioned any of this stuff. And now I have questions that I never had never even thought I would ever. Now you, you sound like that. Now you sound like Steve Kirsch. Right. He, that, those are exactly his words at one point. He was I like, under, I, I, yeah. I talk whenever I, I, I talk too, to my don't, relatives don't get, now. It's I, I, I'm like, look, yeah. guys, I. I understand now. I understand what you're saying. I get it. Look, I, I, it's hard for me to go and tell my relatives that have been anti-vaxxers for 20 years that they, everything they're saying is yep. just nonsense because now mm -hmm. it's right in front of our eyes, an example case of something where they just didn't tell us the truth. Now, maybe they had, re maybe they were afraid like, oh, if we look too deeply at this, then we're not going to get enough people that people who aren't medical professionals don't know how to understand this data but it's it's surely backfiring now that they weren't truthful. It it really is. I feel like it's you know it almost reminds yeah. me of where it may not be anywhere near as bad as what we're able to imagine right now. But now we're really imagining it. It's like that thing whenever uh, it was coming out about how Dr. Fauci, everyone was was really upset that Dr. Fauci was supposedly or reportedly doing experiments on dogs for like drug tests or I, I don't remember what exactly right. it was. It was some sort of right. lab experiment. Now, yes. look, like my, we love our dogs. Like they're our children. Like my yes. wife only lets our dogs yes. drink spring water. Like they get spring water. They she won't let me feed them water from the sink. But I also don't talk understand. too much, Caleb. Okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm warning you right now. No, I'm just About saying what? it's like, look, I, 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 I understand. Privilege. Oh, I see. <laughs> well, dogs, dog privilege too. They're all white too. Uh -huh. But this is the thing. This is my whole point here is like, I understand that some dogs have jobs. I'm not a medical professional, but I get it. Some dogs sniff drugs. Some dogs sniff bombs and they're doing that. Well, so no, that let me tell you the dog thing. Put let me tell you, let mm -hmm. me tell you the dog thing. Dogs throughout the modern medical history have been right. used for medical research. In medical school, 
Every f groups of four medical students routinely given dogs that Jordan were Pinsky. that were euthanized. Can you can you call Jordan Pinsky there, Susan? Um, Look, we don't like routinely it. Routinely given, they they were the 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 handling of the dogs was extremely humane and carefully done. They were all dogs who were literally taken from the head of the line of the kennels of the of the. SPCAs who were about to be euthanized by the kennels and right. brought to the medical research centers. And then they were routinely put into various camps. Medical students in the 80s, we learned how to do arterial lines and, and, and intubations on dogs. And the right. dogs at the end of the procedures were euthanized. They were not awake. They were under anesthesia. They were carefully handled. And dog, I'm sorry, I've got an itchy nose all of a sudden. Now just, the the just dogs imagine, were also used for medical research. Just imagine if they had- Just if, imagine. If, they had hidden all of that. They acted as if, oh, no, no, we don't do tests on dogs. This isn't going to happen. And then it came out years later that they've been doing it. All we would imagine is that they're just doing these cruel and unusual experiments on dogs. However, they're no, honest they, about the it. The dogs are handled very carefully. These, but are, these are heroic dogs, basically, that are saving our lives by taking the risk for us. But right. if they can be honest about things right. like that, that are unfortunate facts about medicine, then why can't they just be honest about, look, this isn't it is not a 100% risk-free choice or not 100% risk-free mandate that we can just put across the whole population, 100% everyone. I got the mRNA vaccines and I right. was totally That's fine. The... Wife was totally fine. Our baby is yeah. totally fine. So it's, it, but they're yeah, allowing, I'm, by they're the way, allowing again, this to get so much larger than it ever had to be. Right. That's exactly right. And, and so people are getting they're getting hysterical as much as they were on the fear side. Now there are people getting hysterical on the yep. vaccine side. We need more data. It it clearly benefits the elderly. Just slow down, everybody. There is Covaxin. There is Novavax. There are things you can choose that are alternatives that if you, the mRNA bothers you, there are things you can do that are of different nature. And um, that won't stop transmission. None of this will stop transmission, uh, but it may stop in some people more serious illness. Exactly. And the the real the real thing is there. You know, Omicron has been very mild for the most part. <clears throat> the fear is that maybe because notice, it didn't mutate, right? Well, it hasn't mutated further into something more severe. But the, you notice that now did a, the vaccine help that? Maybe. Who knows? Okay. I, I usually the, the I mean, theory that was, was sort of the intuition. Remember, no, the intuition was that it was going to put. If uh, Brett Weinstein was saying that it was going to put evolutionary pressure on the virus to get around the vaccine, and that was going to make worse, more virulent, more contagious viruses. It didn't do that. It didn't do that. So good. This is this is the virus is learning to exist with us, which is better for the virus and better for us. And so that tends to be the direction it goes. The the bivalent vaccine. I think is is to at least protect us against the possibility of a resurgence of alpha and delta, which I get that could come back again, or you could just get exposed to it. It's still it's not zero; it's still around, and those are nasty. Those are nasty illnesses. So here's what I want to do. I okay, wanna... wait. I have, I have to tell you something. Yeah. So yesterday, you kind of impromptuly um, <laughs> at the very end of our show, you said, we're going to go over to Locals and do a live stream. So yes. a bunch of people went over there trying to find the live stream. But I think by the time they got signed up and they figured out how to become a you know supporter for mm -hmm. seven bucks and mm -hmm. blah, 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 you were done. Okay. So they missed it. Okay. And we have um, somebody on the Twitter spaces who would really like to ask a question right. today. Somebody I should get a call up I here? I just sent you a, a picture of her of her um, Twitter, if she raises her hand. Um, uh -huh. Do you see it? Did you get it? 
No, it's all, it's all, <laughs> it's not that picture. I see your hand. See mostly. it? See the little thing? It says, sure, babe. Oh yeah. I have, uh, yes, I see her. She's okay. on, she's got her hand up. So I okay, will get good. to her. So you got to answer her question. All right. So I will get to her immediately. She had some problems with the locals. She had to pay twice or something. All so right. we have to try to get our money. All right. So we'll get to her question immediately after this and the end of the rest of you have your hands up. I'll try to get to as many of you as possible. And thank you for uh, joining locals. It's a place where we see your comments and information. And it's sort of like our, it's sort of like our, our Patreon, because we don't, you know, get, we don't have Patreon, but we um, are going to try and do a little bit more live streaming one-on-one -on -one questions over there after Wednesday shows with Kelly. Do you want to do it today too, or just? There's no it's point a, to today. Hopefully, I'll get to as many people as yeah, possible. Yeah, we'll get here. to we'll get to the questions. Okay, today. we will do that and be right back after this. Consumer price index yet again going up. Stock market in turmoil. What's our government doing to quell the surge of inflation that is? gutting american families oh yeah they're spending more money and adding to the burden don't bury your head in the sand while your savings get decimated it's time to do something about this visit birchgold.com slash true now i don't give investment advice but you can visit birchgold b-i-r-c-h gold.com slash true birchgold will send you a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax sheltered account great people with almost 20 years of experience converting iras and 401ks into precious metals iras don't let your savings lose value visit birchgold.com slash true and claim your free no obligation info kit from birch gold you can own physical gold and silver in a tax sheltered retirement account and birch gold will help you do it birch gold has an a plus rating with the better business bureau countless five-star reviews and thousands of satisfied customers check them out now visit birchgold.com slash true and secure your future with gold do it now for a long time, I've been talking about the holy grail of skincare, Genucel, and the amazing results that both Susan and I have seen. I'm a big fan of Genucel's Silky Smooth XV. It's a moisturizer soaked right into my skin instantly, and with its immediate effects, I saw fine lines and wrinkles visibly disappear within 12 hours. Susan loves Genucel's vitamin C serum, infused with the purest vitamin C, absorbs to the deepest layer of the skin thanks to Genucel's proprietary skincare technology. I am a snob when it comes to using products on my face. The dermatologist makes a ton of money from me. But when I was introduced to Genucel, I was so happy because it's so affordable and it works great. I was introduced to the Ultra Retinol Cream, which I love at night. All the eye creams are amazing. People notice my skin all the time, and I'm so excited because it's actually working. And right now, Genucel has bundled my favorite products and Susan's for you to try today for up to 60% off retail pricing. That's right. Save up to 60% on my favorite Genucel products today. Just go to Genucel.com Drew to see what's in our bundles and receive an extra 10% off at checkout when you enroll in their personal concierge at checkout. That again is genucel.com slash Drew, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash D-R-E-W. All right, so we are back. Let's get right to the calls. And this is our friend, Surebaby, who had trouble over on our Locals platform. So I want to get right to her. Hi there. Hello. Hey. Can you hear me? I got you loud and clear. Okay, perfect. Sorry, my phone cuts out every now and then with our service here. Mm. Um, so yesterday I was listening to, um, well, similar topic that you were on live. Mm -hmm. um, I just wanted to, I don't know if you follow much with Canada out in Regina, Saskatchewan. Have you at all? 
Uh, I'm aware that there's lots of trouble there of all types of things, yes. And I think I've got your uh, email about the problem with inappropriate use of naltrexone or naloxone. Um, yes, that's one. But um, for the topic that you guys were on, I just wanted to address a couple things. Okay. Um, so I had pulled my kids out of public school and I didn't vaccinate them. And, uh, I was totally against it because for one, it came very fast. Mm -hmm. So that to me was alarming, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So as a mother, you want to protect your cubs. Mm -hmm. And then with me, I have some, like every time I get, they get a cold, I get pneumonia. So I thought, oh God, like if they get COVID, I'm dead, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So I was very concerned. So I had pulled them out of school, kept them safe. We all three did not catch the COVID for the whole pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> as, as far as you know, because so, kids never, um, sometimes have it. Right now, the, the uh, antibody, you know, the exposure rate is like 89% in kids. So, Right. So, you know, everybody was actually quite impressed that, mm -hmm. you know, with my immunity mm -hmm. is very bad that, you know, we didn't catch it. Um, but we had our mother-in-law move in with us and she works in the correction system. Mm -hmm. And um, her and her son, which is my kid's father, they were both vaccinated by no choice. Okay. So basically they had no choice. Mm -hmm. So now when they had the vaccination, uh, they came to the house after we were fine, the whole pandemic. Mm -hmm. Then they came here and brought it to us. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell you something. I don't heal quick. And these two had the vaccinations, I, I think two or three. Um, and then me and the kids having none. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, they were the last two to recover. From what? His mom almost from what? Oh, from they, COVID. So, so from COVID. So the vaccinated folks got infected and brought it home. Correct. Okay. Um, very, and very common. <laughs> very common, unfortunately. Yeah. So, like, I mean, a doctor here in Regina, he got the vaccination, and within, I believe it was, <clears throat> excuse me, fifteen minutes, he dropped dead mm -hmm. from the vaccination. And then there was some girl on the news from Alberta. No, that we, we, had, we're very aware of the data. We've been doing multiple shows on it. So, and we right. just don't, again, we don't have proof yet, but there's a signal and we're concerned. How can I help? It, well, I'm just saying, like, I really think the vaccination is more of a problem than a positive. Well, you may want to look at the last three Wednesdays of shows that we've seen, we've done, because that's all we were talking about, trying to break it apart and see if there's really a problem there or not. And I, all I can tell you is there are signals that there might be a problem. We just don't know yet. We just don't know. There's signals in pregnant women. There's signal in young males. There's signal in various places. And that versus the risk of the illness needs to be completely sorted out. And why there's not an emergency procedure to do that is the part that's mystifying to me. Right, like my brother, for example, uh, he was out in uh, wakeboarding, and um, he's from Calgary, Alberta, and uh, he had the vaccination as well, mm -hmm. 
and um, they had to helicopter him for uh, had a heart attack mm-hmm. at of, uh, 30, 31 years old. Oh my gosh! Well, we're hearing lots of anecdotes like that, and uh, I that, that's why I'm interviewing all these people that have concerns about this to see if we can come up with some sort of consensus, yeah. some sort of. Um, is, he, is he okay? Um, he is okay, but okay. he's not. You know, the same. So, well, yeah, no. Oh my gosh. But, yeah, and I mean, thirty-one years old, like that's young. I know. Well, I have see, I have three thirty-year-olds. I would go. I would just be. And Susan so has upset. been sitting through multiple stories like this for yeah, over the last I two mean, months. Yeah, I mean, we so. didn't. We're we're going to Europe and uh, in Spain. You have if you don't have the booster, you have to get a you know COVID test or you know prove that you had COVID. Blah blah blah, just to get off the the boat and go in. And one of my sons did not get the vaccine, and the other one did. And the one who got it, I. Pray to God, nothing happens. And he's calling you now, which is why I, know. I want you to... It's the middle of a show. So uh, I understand, but you can step, <laughs> excuse yourself. He and had the see... COVID, COVID vaccine a few weeks ago. He's right. Okay. He's right on schedule for trouble today. So why don't you go talk <laughs> Thanks, to him? Thanks, Drew. Okay, well, I'll that's go talk why to him. I'm hard for me to do the show unless you go to excuse yourself <laughs> and go talk to him, please. All right. We're going to start fighting in front of you right. kids now. Drew, I have a question. Vaccinated? What's that? Did you get the vaccination? I had the I had the um, the J and J, and I had a horrific reaction to it. Uh, Caleb you can did. put yeah, Caleb can put up the uh, picture of my eye. I woke up feeling horrible with a that uh, what's called a raccoon's eye, and that is the presenting feature of the transverse sinus thrombosis, which is the dreaded complication. Uh, happened only in two males. <laughs> I thought, oh man, am oh, I going to wow. be one of the three? I'm gonna, am I going to be number three? And it. It never progressed, thankfully, but uh, clearly I was having some sort of consumptive coagulopathy, which is what's been reported from that vaccine. Now, did I get any from the, anything from that vaccine? I doubt it. I'd already had a bad case of Delta, and then I had Omicron. The, the illnesses give you much better immunity, and uh, you know we're all going to get lots of Omicron. It's going to happen over and over and over again to most of us. And uh, right. you know, people are obsessing about long COVID. And, hey, look, there's long COVID from the vaccine, too. And uh, if we, you know, maybe we'll be able to reduce long COVID by taking Paxlovid or, you know, there's ways that we need to learn more about this rather than just, the, again, the press freaking out about it. When you see words like grim or what are the other words they used? Uh, God, I can't even remember the words they were using. They were so disgustingly ridiculous. But grim is the word looking out for, you know, you have somebody in the press just trying to scare you. There's nothing else they're trying right. to do. All right. Well, thanks, Sherbaby. Appreciate it. Yes, thank you so much. Appreciate you uh, talking to me. You bet. Our pleasure. Uh, let's bring Justin up here. Uh, Justin, I'm just going through the line here, seeing what, as you guys come up. Uh, Justin, what can I do for you? Hello, Dr. Drew. How are we doing? I'm good, sir. How are you? Good. I think we talked, uh, when was I on your show? Last year? Gosh, it's been a year plus now. Oh, Justin Hart. There you I was working on yeah, scheduling you back. It's like, which Justin is this? Yes, it has been at least a year. We were we were uh, coming after you for another appearance. So what's going on since then? No, I, I think, you know, we've got, uh, we, we had over the weekend, we had our, our conference here in San Diego. We had uh, Dr. Atlas down here. We had uh, Jay Bacitari. We had Jennifer Say. And, and it was really interesting. You know, we got through all the data. But I think that's what, what's really intriguing is going to be sort of the, the, the social aspect here in the United States. Because the one thing I heard over and over again, we had, you know, like 100 plus people here for this rational ground conference and they were talking and they're like i'm just so glad to be with other people 
that are thinking sanely, yes, right? Yes. And, and it encouraged them to talk to other neighbors. Because I think you know the vast majority of people were like, look, I don't want to get in the fight, right? And so they just kind of went and did it, did the vax, did the, the quarantine, did you know the social distancing. And I think what's sort of keeping us back now is it's really hard for people to stomach that none of those had effect, right? That all right. the sacrifices were basically for nothing. Right. People, and that, people, well, there's two versions of that. One is it's hard for the populace to, to get their head around that. I mean, how is that possible? It seems, it seems right. ridiculous. But what I find more disturbing is the people that made those decisions are not saying, hey, we were wrong, sorry, and have new data. We'll adjust course or we'll learn more next time. We won't do this. anything like that, anything. But it's nothing. It's silence. That's bothering me. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's you know, it w I think a lot of people would feel very comfortable with uh, having a sit down with Dr. Fauci or Dr. Burks if they just kind of came out and said, "Yeah, we were totally wrong." Sure, thing, right? not even totally wrong. Just we're reconsidering our position, and maybe we should have adjusted. <laughs> yeah. I just played a tape of Bill Gates saying exactly that. Now the problem is, it frustrated me when hearing him say that because I'm like, "Well, how, how did how did we know? How come I knew?" How come Adam Carolla knew, not a medical doctor? He just knew that the age thing, age distribution was a significant feature and it was being obscured. It was being obfuscated. Why'd you guys do that? Well, I think part of it is that the pandemic was so localized. You know, here in my area where I am in San Diego, if I went to the grocery store at the height of this thing, you know, they were chasing me down the aisles trying to put a mask on me and everyone was masked up, right? Yep, yep. But if I went 15 miles inland to Poway, God's country, a little bit more there, a little more Western, right? Mm -hmm. It was maybe 20% masked up. And so based on how your school did, how your neighbors were acting, it was just such a local experience, right? And so I think it's just such a myriad thing. Once, once the federal government got down with the lockdowns, and gave the keys to 3,200 county health officials and 13,000 school districts across the county. It was just such a mess. It was a and mess. I think that's, yeah. And that's, so that's what I think is going to be next is, you know, if there is a changing the guard here in November, I have a good authority that they want to do some hearings. We're already producing questions um, that are kind of an, in, you know, a record of inquiry that we would love to, you know, put in front of people and say, Look, we're adults. We'll deal with the politics. You shut down my business. That was completely wrong. You kept my from, from my church. That was ridiculous. But you harmed my kids, yep. and my kids can't get those years back, right? Yeah. Yep. And that's why we need to make sure that these things never happen. You have like Leanna Wen, who goes on CNN you know, every single day and would gladly weld you inside your apartment if yep. you're unvaccinated, right? Yep. And then she comes out and she says, "Look, the masks were no good. They are facial decorations. They actually did harm to my kid." We welcome her to team reality, yeah, right? Yeah, but but she should never have an influence over public policy again. Right. That's, I think, the line we need to draw on some of the stuff. There are right. some people that just need to go away. Right, and the press need to be held accountable, particularly the New York Times and the organizations that were, were in, intent on having their way with the people. That's not the job of the press. They were clearly trying to exert their will, and that needs to be addressed loud and clear. I, I was talking to uh, Mark McDonald. I don't know if he was down there with you, the psychiatrist, and he was saying he now has some FOIA, what are they called, FOIA documents? FOIA. FOIA, FOIA, documents, FOIA documents, where it shows very clearly the government was scared to death of this, this malignant press that was forcing them to take more aggressive action. That should yeah. never happen. Never. That is disgusting. 
So yes, I agree with you wholeheartedly. That that's that is great yeah. news if indeed this happens because we can't we cannot let this happen again. We just can't happen again. The one thing I'm still confused about though, maybe you can help me with this. Why why did dissent? Normally dissent in clinical and scientific discourse is meant with affirmative discourse like no you're wrong here's why and then the person who was presenting the original data goes okay let me adjust your input and i'm going to give you my, my my adjusted argument what do you say to that and you go back and forth instead right. what it's met with today is complete silencing canceling marginalizing destruction why do you have to destroy dissent that to me was the oddest part of this whole thing it was strange. I think I spoke to you about how our team was kind of the pro bono chart group and data group behind Scott Atlas when he was at the White House. He had nobody. So he reached out to us and said, can you guys help us do this? Right. And we had lots of conversations, what he was experiencing. He obviously retold that in a lot of his book. And I asked him one time, I said, well, so they're not changing course. Is that because they're just they're trying to save face? And they don't know how to do it. And he corrected me, said, no, Justin, these these folks are dumb. <laughs> and I said, Oh no. Said, yeah. The, the people at the top are just, they're, they're not bright people. And so I think they're kind of holding on to power. And I, I think uh, my kindest interpretation was they didn't know how to save face and back out of it because they, you know, they had made their bed so far into this thing or, that it was or, tough to get out. Or if you really, if you, if that's true, they're undereducated, not intellectually gifted. They may not be a, they may not have any experience with adjusting course like this. This is part. This yeah. is something we are drilled in since undergraduate in science. You're just drilled into your head that you you constantly are getting attacked, constantly asking to defend your position, constantly changing and maneuvering and adjusting course based on currently available thinking. And if you've never had that training, maybe you just don't know what to do, and all you do is get have an emotional reaction and entrench. That's great. Like I'll let other people swing in. Maybe we can uh, chat later. Right. Book comes out all next right. Tuesday. All right. What's it called? <laughs> Oh, called uh, Gone Viral, How COVID Drove the World Insane. Please send me a copy. I want to read it before I talk okay, to you again. Well, oh, there it is. It's right. up on top. Susan, this is Justin Hart. We've been trying to get him for, for the Wednesday show. He was hey, on our show before, right? Yes, yes he was. Oh, okay, we good. Were, Glad you called in. Yeah, I was trying to get him for Kelly on a Wednesday so uh, we can all share what's going on. So, okay, Gone Viral, Thanks, King. How COVID Drove the World Insane. It reminds yeah. me of uh, Dr. Woolhouse's book, uh, the, <laughs> the Year the World Went Crazy or something, is the name of his book. And it's a really interesting book about what happened to him in the UK, very similar to what you're talking about here, but he had a really interesting take on it. His thing was constantly to blame himself because he did <laughs> stand up and his, his, his thinking was, if I'd been more persuasive, if I'd been more persistent, they would have understood <laughs> me if I'd been more blah, blah, blah. And I thought, oh, poor man. He doesn't understand what he was up against at the time. There was yeah. no amount of persuasion that can change that. It would get you canceled. He would have been, yeah. he would have been taken It's a rough bout. He would have been taken It's a rough game. Taken out. Yeah. No. Susan has your contact info? Yeah, I do. Yes? Okay. yes. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Drew. All right, you got it. Also, Send him an email uh, and see if he can send me a, the, the book. Caleb, what? I just I need to mention, they're really? having some, some internet issues over on uh, your side, Drew, over in California, so that's why things keep skipping just a little bit. Oh. But you're, you're still here. It's, it's, like you're what? still working. It's for some that's reason your here. internet connection yeah. is, it keeps on skipping as it's reaching me. There's a bit of an extra delay, hmm. uh, which isn't normal, but, yeah. you know, it'll be fine. Just so people know, <laughs> that's why it's happening. 
All right, we're we're not getting that back here. Yeah, it seems fine here. Uh, okay. All right, let me just keep going through the list here. See what I can do with uh, everybody. We've got lots of requests. Uh, this is somebody who is named R.I.P. I don't know the name attached to that. You can maybe <laughs> provide me that name. Be great. R.I.P. Yep. Hey there. Mm, there you are. Hello. Hey there. <clears throat> hey, sorry about that, Dr. Nope, Drew. No problem. Hey, uh, I just tuned in, so I'm sorry if you answered this already. Mm. But I was just curious, kind of on a scale of 1 to 10, how concerned are you personally for yourself, you know, your own health as far as side effects are concerned? Side effects of, and, vaccine? Uh, of vaccine? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, yourself personally for your own health. You yeah. Know? I uh, am resisting taking further boosters. I would rather get Omicron myself. This is for me personally. I feel like I've had Omicron. I've been exposed to Omicron twice. Uh, it seems like I'm highly immune to it. I'm imagining that what, what I would get would be a mild illness and excellent immunity. So I'd rather see the whole virus and have a little illness than get the, get the vaccine. If I were to get the vaccine, my number one choice would be Covaxin. My number two choice would be Novavax. And for personally, for me, and the third would be the mRNA vaccine. Um, I've seen the mRNA vaccine destroy a couple of my kids. So I'm assuming all of the same reaction. Of course, I had that terrible reaction at Johnson & Johnson as well. Yeah, so. and the only reason he got that was because we were going to Greece and you had to do it yep. in order to go That's and right. fly there and get on the ship. That's right. And it was a great trip. And, and by the way, I had measured immunity. I was using this thing called the Aditec score and I was, it was sort of a non-commercially available measure of uh, neutralizing antibodies and other things. And I was more than immune. I was adequately immune. Right. And then I took the vaccine and then I was sort of way up on the on the scale so but unnecessarily so i've had three vaccines and they didn't bother me but i you know i was always crazy anyways in terms of your genetic, and, and um you know. if there's any if there's any result of it it probably was the way so <laughs> what's that sorry again um i'm sorry if you already answered this mm -hmm. um does there be a window in which complications, you know, arise in? Like, is there? It, it seems like serious complications are in, in my, my gestalt on this. If there, if there is a, if this is what I think I'm seeing. Again, there's no data for me to substantiate this, but I've seen a lot of clinical mm -hmm. hints that somewhere in two to four weeks, that's when you start seeing the POTS, that's when you the myocarditis, that's when you start seeing the um, some of the the sudden death types things. Later is where you see the atrial dysrhythmias. So later on, I'm seeing things that end up at the electrophysiologist office uh, that are not so serious, but are real uh, big and have to be managed and be on medication and have an ablation and all these nasty things. As though there was some localized, like very focal myocarditis that caused an electrical problem. Hmm. All right. Okay. Thank you so much right. for taking the time. I, I love you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Love you uh, more. <laughs> this is uh, Dan. Let me get Dan up here. Dan was up in, in, the, in the queue yesterday, so I'll see if I can get to him today. Everybody uh, thinks that you're pro-vax, but you don't. Even, you didn't even want to take it in the first place. No, I'm vax my elderly patient. If I were 75, yeah, I'd but take you're it. you are so sensitive to everything. I, know, I, I know. mean, I know, I know. So that's why I think it's a it's a nuanced decision. I see you, Dan. You're up. Uh, it's a nuanced decision that each doctor and patient need to make for that given patient. That's why it's something that shouldn't be mandated all over the place. That is, that is a sledgehammer 
that is not appropriate to the present moment. It seems to me, humbly, humbly seems that way. Uh, Dan, you've got to unmute your mic. I see your hand up. I've got you. Uh, let me see. Yeah, make sure. Yeah, I've got you up as speaker. But you, there you are. Yeah, hello. Hey there. Right. So I've got a quick question now. I've looked at the data myself. Mm -hmm. um, the question is, why did uh, the CDC, Pfizer, AstraZeneca, and J and J, um, before all the before the first vaccines were released to the public? Mm -hmm. Why did all four of the companies have a sudden major drop in stock price shares before the first vaccine was released? I have no idea. That's a, so answering. I have to look at my and, crystal ball. And then the second question is, who benefited from the drop? The money that, well, not just the drop, but who earned money from the vaccines being released? Well, currently, clearly these companies did. And let's remind ourselves, the government, the taxpayer dollars bought all these vaccines. So there was essentially no risk in the distribution of the vaccine and no marketing expense for the vaccine. So, of course, the companies greatly, greatly benefited. Yes? I've lost you, Dan. So it was literally just the money grab then? No, I, I, I think I, I, I don't think it's that simple. I, I really don't. I, I think they believed they were doing the right thing. They were an emergency footing. They were trying to do the best they could. The, the part that is duplicitous is they didn't change direction as the data changed. That's the part that I'm taking issue with. I, I really, I can't fault them. Look, they, it was a, a miracle of science when this thing rolled out. We were all so excited to get to the vaccine and get on with our lives. And we were hoping that the data was, you know, confirmed, that they looked as good, you know, it wasn't as, you know, when, when things are too good to be true, they are too good to be true. And so, you know, we hope that it was as good as uh, we were hoping, but it was not. And there was lots of problems associated with it. And now still, anybody that asks about those problems, which is the really mysterious thing, are, is being canceled for just questioning things, for just wondering, is there a problem, is there not a problem? Uh, and by the way, you know, our own, as you mentioned, Dan, the CDC, I'll say again and again, Dr. Walensky said the reason she's recommending 12 and above is because she just wanted to simplify her messaging. That's the most bizarre statement I've ever heard. Uh, I've got Dr. Lori up for speaker. Lori, what's going on there? Hi, thank you for having me. Um, I just wanted to share that I um, came across a, a study that was done in 2006. Mm -hmm. um, no, I'm sorry, it was done in 2004, published in 2006, mm -hmm. where in SARS-1, they had um, compared different antibodies mm -hmm. in people that had survived the disease versus those who had not. And they found at that time that um, while both the survivors and the deceased did have um, antibodies to the spike protein, mm -hmm. um, the people that survived the virus also had antibodies, I'm sorry, and protein antibodies, but the deceased had little to none. By, by and, and you mean nucleolar or nucleocapsid, or what do you mean N? Nucleocapsid, yes. Yeah, okay. Um, and so that just makes me wonder, like, they knew that information back in 2004. Well, you, you're I making you're making my case for me, which is why I want to get Omicron as opposed to the vaccine, because when you get the native virus, it's also why I want Covaxin in this country. Covaxin is a whole virus. We need we need more than just the spike protein, right? That's my point. Why would they make these vaccines based on just the spike when they knew back in 2004 that it was 
there was other proteins that were more important that I, I'm, I'm going to guess I'm going to guess survival. I'm going to say that either they didn't know they didn't they didn't see the da the data or they ignored it or there was you know questions about whether or not that was a real signal or not I mean, in subsequent literature I've no I don't read that literature I'm not familiar with it mm -hmm. so I, I can't say either way but it certainly fits my instinct on this which is the whole protein the whole virus is better than the spike protein that's just my general note and I think that's the case you're making and you're a, you're a biology teacher yeah. right um yes I'm, I have a PhD in biology yeah, I'm a so biologist. so the, you, you Tell, convince me I'm wrong. <laughs> that the whole. I'm not whole, trying to. I'm yeah. just trying to share with that. No, no. Right, I'm, I'm saying. I'm saying. Here's a biology right. PhD. You know, we're, we're both looking at the from kind of. I'm looking at it from a clinical perspective. You're looking at it from pure science, and we're coming to the same place, which is, hmm. I bet the whole protein, the whole virus, is probably more uh, important for immunity than just the spike protein, especially when the spike is causing so much problem. It seems like, right? Oh, the the spike is probably like the antigen in that in the whole thing i think like that's the motor's part of the well, you're, you're, so you're saying something really provocative i'm not going to say it's true but you're saying <laughs> that they chose the exact wrong protein to to go after right well <laughs> I, i'm not saying that they knew that beforehand yeah yeah, yeah. i'm not saying that. yeah i'm right. just saying you know it turns out that they, it's if they picked like one it. it was a bad luck that they picked yeah well that's that a really I, you know what thing. thank you i think that's a really interesting uh observation i will keep my eye on that that they might have they might have might have picked wrong. That's all. Uh, that's interesting. I'd not really thought about it that way, but I think that might be. Uh, this is Doctor Luke. Doctor Luke, what's going on there? Good. How you doing? Thank you for having me speak. So my question, my question is, why did they even name this a vaccine when it you, doesn't prevent transmission? Know, yeah, you, you know, my people get very weirded out on this and the fact that the CDC changed their, you know, their definition. I put up the definition that's on dictionary.com, which fits the definition I've used since I was a biology undergraduate. So my definition, and I and where I got the definition was because it was in common use, which was any thing administered to stimulate the immune system, particularly the lymphocytic, the B cell, T cell function, the lymphocytics to create an immune response to a specific pathogen to protect against, to help protect against future infection or infectivity. That's it. That's a vaccine. Th th anything that boosts your immunity, there's the there's the dictionary.com definition. Uh, any preventative preparation used to stimulate the body's immune response against a specific disease. That's it, period. That, and that's that's been my understanding of vaccine as long as I've been involved in biology and medicine. Now, why the CDC had a different definition on their website and then changed it back to this one, I don't know. Um, but you know, it's the it's it's anything that give you know, and I can even be more refined. It gives you a a, a humoral immunity and a cellular immunity that has some benefit to future infection against a specific pathogen. That, that's what I, what I always think of it. How about you? Well, I mean, I, I just, I mean, I agree with what you're saying. It's just that, you know, a vaccine prevents infection from going forward. So uh, this is in no way, uh, it fits the terminology of, of a vaccine. Uh, same thing like, you know, polio. Uh, when when you're lucky, the flu, like the flu, flu vaccines don't, you know, necessarily prevent infection. The, uh, let's see, other ones, uh, I think some of the ones that, just it, makes it less viral see, or less. The, what did what did Kelly say? Virility have yeah, it, less it virility have less have less. Yeah, is that what it's called? What, no, is that it,
Virulence. Virulence. Less virulence. Less okay. Virulence. <laughs> uh, uh, so I, I took for us to sort of, uh, you know, parse, you know, split hairs on whose definition is right. I, I don't know. If we get anywhere with that. It's just it's an attempt to stimulate the immune system. To look, that's what I think. That's why I'm want to get Omicron. I want to use it as a vaccine. I want to yeah. get it so I get immunity. Yeah, but you don't want to get the flu instead of getting the flu. I don't want to get the flu because that's that's the flu is worse and, than getting Omicron. And the vaccine is not bad, so I don't mind getting the vaccine. So I had the vaccine yesterday. But I've had the flu shot every year for like 20 years, and I haven't had it in probably like 20 years. So the flu, yeah. How'd, yeah, I, I gave I, you the vaccine yesterday. How'd you do with that? It made, made you me tired. tired. Yeah, but I. I, when I do get sick, I feel something coming on and then it goes away, but I feel like kind of achy, but then it's not like I don't lose 10 pounds with the flu, which I would really like, but <laughs> unfortunately that doesn't happen anymore. Uh, Nadine wants to come back up. She's uh, our friend from Canada. We've got lots of requests, you guys. I'm sorry. I hope I get to as many as you like. Uh, I, should we do um, um, locals after this to, to people who really know. want it? Okay. I, I don't just mind take, doing it. Just go long here. These are good questions. We're having a really good conversation. Okay, Nadine. But we will do locals again. We promise. Okay, Nadine. Hi. Hey, hi. Uh, back. Again. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's you. <laughs> Good question. Uh, how do you tackle? There's many companies right now that still have vaccine mandates. Coca-Cola being one of them for their employees. Mm -hmm. How do you think that should be? tackled and is there a role to play from doctors to getting those removed my sense of the people that still have ridiculous mandates for whatever whether it's masks or vaccine i i i at this stage of the game i always feel like there's an attorney in the background or a group of attorneys saying hey you got to do everything because if somebody gets sick and die you're going to look terrible and, and so i think there's some and i don't think these under attorneys are in a position to assess the risk reward of vaccines. So just going down on the side of vaccine. I think there's something like that going on. Uh, and um, I guess if that's true, the way to do it is to send a company like that a letter saying, hey, I'm 30 years old. You're requiring me to take the vaccine. I'm putting you on notice now. Um, and I'm CCing my mother and my attorney. If I die, I'm going to hold you accountable for this, for unnecessary vaccine. Something like that. Something to get them to sort of realize they have liability on the other side as well. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does. It, yeah. it hasn't been taken seriously here in Canada. The lawyers kind of say there's no weight to it, but this person won't take it. So they're just going to lose their job instead, which I think, they're willing. I, I think people like that are going to end up in a class action against the governments or something somehow. So, I mean, the, these emergency states that the government's evoked to sort of protect them against that, which is my sense of why they're, why they're continuing. In California, we are still in a state of emergency, which is ridiculous, beyond ridiculous. So, well, Nadine, keep, keep up the fight. I know you're out there fighting. Uh, let's see. Give me a second here. Uh, hold on one second. I'm trying to see where we are here. Mm, sorry. All right, trying to get to people who have not had a chance to speak here. This is Winston, I think. Winston, get you up here. And you have to, there you are, Winston, what's going on? Winston Smith, you're, whoop, you're, you've muted yourself again. 
Yep, all thumbs on this one. Sorry about that. There you are. Just had a uh, question for you regarding the um, the bio distribution of the vaccine. I've gone down some rabbit holes on this, yes. uh, but not being a, not being a doctor. Okay. <clears throat> I kind of end up. Oh, Winston, your phone is just completely. Your phone is cutting out. The science. Go ahead. No, sorry, can't hear you. But I think you're going to talk about the distribution of the of the lipid lipid shells and the spike protein. Uh, Dr. Kelly gets very excited about that. She's you know there at, at the beginning of this pandemic, we were told that everything stays very local, and that's what the immune that's why the armpit lymph nodes enlarge, and that's going to be largely where the immune response is mediated. Turns out it's going everywhere. Now whether or not that's a serious problem or not. I don't know. Uh, I don't know that. Uh, I, I worry that that's a, an issue because the, you know, the spike protein seems to be the source of a lot of the problems. Uh, this is Helene. Let's get you up here. I'm gonna want you guys on the restream too. See if I can get some. See if you can bring that guy back up if he tries again. I will do that. Uh, I will do that. Winston, I'll try to bring you back. Uh, Dr. Malone is a good source for truth. Uh, I, uh, Mandatory shot. Okay, guys, you're just sort of half sentences on the restream. Go ahead, Helene. What's going on? How are they doing over at uh, Rumble, Susan? Always. Uh... You're chilling. Okay, good. I'm always afraid to go in there for fear of the, <laughs> the trolling. Well, you only have one over there, but they're perhaps handling it. Okay. Helene, what's going on? So I have a question. Yes, ma'am. Um, I have not taking the vaccine by choice. I don't want to have it. Okay. And family has ostracized me for it, wow. claiming that I am putting them all at risk. I am going to make them all sick. Hmm. Uh, and they will not, my mother specifically does not want me around her. Oh, and so <laughs> I'm wondering what, what do we do with what do we do in situations like this? How do we how do we circumvent this kind of trouble? I, and I know. because she's she's stuck in she's stuck in 2020 and 2020 yeah. absolutely refuses to see any new data, yeah. any new information, because if it wasn't said by Dr. Fauci and it was not publicized on CNN, mm -hmm. it is absolutely false news to her. And wow. I'm struggling with, I'm struggling with Can this you because lie? No. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. Huh? Can you just make What's a little white lie and say, oh, I got it. Yeah, it's, it's, no, they know. It's, 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 I know. There's a huge you know reveal on Susan's psyche there. I'm, I'm just kidding. No, no, it's not. But I got COVID. Okay, mm -hmm. I got COVID from a vaccinated person mm -hmm. at work. Mm -hmm. I brought it home and I, like anybody, I shared it with my daughter. Mm -hmm. And so she had to have be vaccinated because of the, because of school. And by the way, in reference to the definition of vaccinated, mm -hmm. I don't like this. This is not a vaccine. The vaccine, I'm 56 years old and I grew up understanding that a vaccine is exactly what you read and you described in uh, Webster's Dictionary. Mm -hmm. This is not a vaccine. This is a shot, just like the flu shot is a shot. And my mom got COVID from my daughter, who's completely vaxxed. But so, she's so, convinced. 
So your mom's already had COVID. Your, your mom's also huh? your mom's also had COVID. Yeah. How'd she do? My with mom, it? my she did it fine. She's eighty four and she did fine with it. Did she get Alpha or Delta or was it Omicron? Uh, I well, she got it recently, so okay, I would imagine so, so it was Omicron. probably Omicron. So Omicron. So Omicron's much milder, and she's she's all vaxxed up, right? Right. So tell her, her your your vaccine, you're good. Your vaccine's all great. You're fine. You're good. The vaccine oh, is exactly, and that's yeah. what I told her. And she said, "I will not see you. I will not be with you so until sad. you have facts. It's so sad what we've and done said, to these people. Mom, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So when when will mainstream media get their head yeah. out of their ass? Mm -hmm. Uh, and CNN is that she watched CNN? You said I don't know if that'll be. Yeah, yeah you may be waiting a long time. You still love CNN, but, but Fauci but... might adjust course. I could see him uh, potentially, potentially getting things a little squared, but I don't know. I don't know. I listen. That's why we're having these conversations. We're trying to understand what the other side is thinking. We're trying to understand why people have to be destroyed for. You know, for exactly what you're advocating, your personal choice, your risk factors, you're making a decision, a medical decision, what to do with your own body. And there's great evidence that your transmissibility is no different whether you're vaxxed or not. And yet right. you, and yet there's, and yet they need have, a new vaccine that, that stops the transmission. All well, the way. That, then it would, there won't be, there won't be, there and, there won't be. Be. and, and be. my mantra, Dr. Drew, my mantra has been. You cannot outvax a respiratory virus. Ever. Are you, are, that's what the that's what history of our relationship with respiratory viruses would suggest. You can't you can't prevent them. You can't outmaneuver them, and you can't you can prevent the complications of them by various means. You can you can protect risk people, but that's about it. Uh, are you a physician yourself? So no, but mm -hmm. I actually got medically trained in ultrasound, mm -hmm, but I have a lot of common sense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I refuse to get the shots because I would rather get the virus. Yes. And I got the virus. Yeah. And, and when and I got the virus in January and when my daughter brought it to my uncle's funeral in August, she gave it. She was she was very generous and gave it around to her sister who was who had the vaccine, my other daughter. So my number one and number three children got it together, vaccinated. My number two got it with me in January. Oh my god! And my mom got it, and my mom got it from in September too, from from my daughter, my oldest one. Maybe not so a vaccinated one. You know, I, you, I, I <laughs> yeah. would rec I'm going to recommend a podcast to you called "You Are Not So Smart." It's about how to persuade people who hold irrational ideas. Essentially, that's what it's about. Uh, and you might be able to move her a little bit using some of the techniques that that he's he's suggesting. Essentially, what he's there it is. What he's saying is that you. Oh, did you put it on? I'm driving, so did yeah. you put it on the? Um, yeah. Okay, put it up there yeah, so I up. can get it. It's up. I hear uh, a blinker going. And now we hear your blinker. Waiting to turn <laughs> oh, left. Sorry. Waiting to turn left. Uh, I'm, I'm turning left. <laughs> I'm hands free, just in case there's any cops out there. You're using your blinker, which is the correct thing to do. So he exactly. would say that it's not just it's not just the particular.
issue in question. It's their tribe that they identify with. It's their worldview. It's about who they trust and distrust. So there's so many other elements in it. So what you might do is go down the path with her of, so you're vaxxed and you've had Omicron. Why do you worry about any future infections? You should be, you've, you've done what Dr. Fauci told you. You've got the whole virus in your system. Dr. Fauci says that that will give you six months of immunity. Why do you doubt him? And see if, see if that goes anywhere. She hung up on me. <laughs> you tried that? You, you tried it? Well, I tried. I tried with, you know, mom. There's brand new information. They know more now than they did. No, 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 no. You have to you have to come from her tribe. You have to say, I just okay. heard Dr. He's saying that after Omicron you have okay. six months of immunity. And I and 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 so and good that you followed Dr. Fauci's because it is good that she got vaccinated. She's in a group that can benefit from the vaccine. But right. but right. why don't you accept Dr. Fauci's recommend uh, assessment that after the vaccine and after Omicron, you're immune. You're not at risk for for infection. Why why don't you accept what he's telling you and see if that goes anywhere? I'll, I All can right. try it, but All I right. can tell you, you know, I, I know, I know. She's destroyed. The media has destroyed her. Media has destroyed your mom, and I'm really sorry for that. But try that podcast and, and see if that uh, gets you anywhere because, um, you know, it's it's interesting to uh, use those techniques. I'm sorry, sorry, uh, Elaine. I got to move on here. And this is um, where'd he go? This is I'm gonna try Winston again. See if we can get him back. Uh, give him a second. There you yeah, are. Thanks for getting back to me. Yes, <clears throat> better. Yeah. So, uh, kind of a summation of my my question. I sort of about the the lipid nanoparticles. Yeah. And the biodistribution. I yeah. you know basically. For those that don't know, I, as I understand it, not being a doctor, being a moron, yeah. if you get a flu shot, majority of it stays in the injection site with maybe 20% leakage, as I right. understand it, with right. these mRNA vaccines, yeah. we're seeing the inverse of that. Right. Where it goes going everywhere. all over the body. Yeah. Now, yeah. when this was first kind of being there, there was a lot of pushback. No, that's, that's that doesn't work. That's not how vaccine. No, 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 no. From mainstream medicine, mm -hmm. obviously the mainstream media being locked up with kind of whatever the narrative was at the time. But yep. I read the Pfizer BioNTech studies. Yeah, I mean, I was down down the rabbit hole on this one, and uh, reading their studies, they call it out specifically in no uncertain terms. They say biodistribution. This surprised us. We we were un unaware this would happen. So I looked into the history of the LPN. And they were invented in 2018 as a drug delivery system. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So my question is, when we know that the science, it, it, it just seems so on its face that, okay, so the thing that you invented to go all over the human body is in fact going all over the human body. And you're suddenly surprised by this? I, I don't know what to make of that. I'm not surprised it goes everywhere. It's a membrane shell. It goes everywhere. Lipids are, you know, body is highly lipophilic. I also am not worried about that because the, those sorts of uh, shells, those lipid shells are created really by the body. I, I don't know that this would necessarily cause any harm. I, I'm more worried about the spike protein and the inflammatory reactions it seems to be mediating. So I don't know. I don't know yet. I, so I, let's all just keep our eye on whether any specific evidence of pathology develops from this massive distribution of the lipid shells. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it, uh, I guess I was just kind of concerned because looking at it, it sounded like a lot of people were saying, well, this is an issue, you know, specifically the blood-brain barrier. 
Um, and I'm wondering if you know of any way, again, back to the original, you know, conception of the uh, LPNs, like, is there a way to alter them where they don't do that? I, you're way out of my league with that question. I do believe there was a time they were talking, talking about or trying to figure out how to use them in highly directed ways, like how to get them into a tumor, how to get them into a lung, how to get, you know, how to get them into specific tissue. But that's all I know. I just know that that was something that was discussed at one time, whether or not that was a reality or not, I don't know. Uh, and so, yeah, let's just keep our eye on it. It just, Lipid membrane, bilayer lipid membranes are everywhere in the body. So it just seems to me it's going to incorporate itself into the general system and not really do anything. I don't see where it seems inert to me. It's like it's like a soap bubble sort of. And I don't see where it, you know, the way they coalesce and form. And did, if I, I don't know what that's going to do. But I don't know. We don't know. So I'm happy to keep uh, keep an eye on it. Uh, Caleb, I think I'm going to have to wrap up here, guys. I know you're still... Got a lot of hands up, and I appreciate all the questions. And, of course, those of you that sit quietly and listen to our conversation, we appreciate that as well. Those of you over on Restream, I'm taking a good glimpse over there. Uh, I want to point out again, for some reason, I'm thinking about Dr. John Campbell, who's been on fire lately. He is so funny. Oh, my God, is he upset about all this stuff. And the fact that he can't talk about it openly without risk of being taken off YouTube or canceled. That's the part that bothers him. So he's showing recordings. It's painful. Mm. I mean, he's had huge followings. He's, he's, uh, he's hard to get. We tried to get him. He didn't, he didn't accept our, uh, reach out, but, um, but to have your sort of your business or what you do just completely silenced, it's, it's, painful yeah it's difficult you know and, and you're just like what? Right, especially when i gotta tell you when you're out just trying to do good and you get attacked yeah it's a very because you use the word ivermectin sorry you can't I mean, use, use that it, word can't use that word the i word or the h word As, we uh, had it for so long we're like immune to it now but if you've been listening to this whole uh stream early on i showed the video of the pfizer representative testifying before um before the EU and the representative from the EU Council went off saying this is terrible, this is criminal, this is and Dr. Dr. Campbell just goes, now I, because of YouTube policy, I would never say something like this. So this is strictly the opinion of this representative from the Parliament. Understand it is <laughs> his opinion, not mine. I have nothing like that I wish to say, but please do listen to his opinion because that's his opinion. And if that were my opinion, I would get canceled from YouTube. He's, he's so ironic and sardonic in the way he presents it. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, Look at YouTube. Rumble. You have a question over there. Okay. From Heading over to Rumble. Reticuli. Ooh, reticuli. What does that mean? Uh, it's, the reticuli is sort of a just like a reticulum like there's an endoplasmic reticulum there's a there's it just i think of it as just a description of a network of a net uh how do you fix your post-covid tinnitus is that the question and what do you no. think of finasteride for post-covid hair loss so uh, i don't know about that there's data so propecia is finasteride uh, I don't know that there is necessarily data on that, So, but it is excellent for male pattern hair loss. I don't know that the, the hair loss from COVID is necessarily that. It might be something called telogen effluvian, where the hair just times together and it comes back on its own anyway. But if you have any thinning, uh, it, it will uh, give you, it will help you with, with the hair restoration. What is that? Finasteride, which is, pack, which is um, 
Propecia. And Propecia also- I didn't also know you could get hair loss from COVID. Yeah. And Propecia can cause a drop in your libido. And in a significant percentage of people that experience that drop in libido, that drop can be permanent. So that's the dreaded side effect of Propecia. It, Propecia also has the advantage maybe of reducing the risk of prostate cancer. So there's there's reasons to there's risks and benefits, like everything in medicine, risk benefits. You need to assess that with your doctor. Uh, you could also use uh, just plain old Rogaine. I'm like using that. that now. Yeah. And it's helping. And how did I fix my post-COVID tinnitus? Uh, uh, it, it was really bad the first couple of weeks and uh, um, fluvoxamine helped it a lot. I'm also uh, using GenuCell. Fluvoxamine continued to help. <laughs> uh, and then when I stopped the fluvoxamine, it sort of stuck with me for about a year and a half and then just went away on its own. Caleb's so. going to show a testimonial on the Genu GenuCell. I do. Now I use my GenuCell and I use my... Um, my uh this, every this day was a, this was a really nice testimonial i'm from lynn uh you want to go ahead Susan. i'm a big fan of every product i've tried the newest to try was the hyaluronic acid serum surprised by the oily consi consistency but it spreads evenly and absorbed quickly feel like my skin is getting renewed it's like a magic eraser loving it so far hoping to keep the results with every use then to top it off with the GenuCell XV. And I'm going to say I use hyaluronic acid because it's a, it's a water-based thing and it gives your skin moisture. And there is a lineatic acid, I guess, in there too. So it makes it soak in faster. Linolenic. And then you put the you put the cream on top. So you have to layer it. And that's I do that too. I do that at night and then I use the serum during the day. Susan is what you call it. You put a little bit or at night use the retinol with the with the hyaluronic acid in the morning use the um c serum with the uh xv that works too so but we have these packages you can get them in these packages and get like four or five things all together and try them out all right and it's really cheap caleb anything else before i wrap things up here uh no it's all good i'm excited for uh next week's show that we have uh dr benet prasad coming up on the 19th with dr kelly victory that's going to be very interesting He's very good. Vinay is amazing. He, he was he, on Dose of Dr. Do Drew back in the day. Yes, he was. Uh, and <laughs> All then, these people who were on our show at the beginning. Maybe we can get Justin Hart back in here. Maybe I want Z-Dog too. too, but... You know, yeah, he's been pretty busy. It's hard I, to get a hold of. However, you guys, uh, we can take calls next week too. We have a couple open days. We have people... We're, we're trying to get Tulsi Gabbard in here. She had contacted me and wants to all y'all. And so we'll yes, see... she does. We'll see what she, she has to say. She reached out. Maybe she's seeing what we're talking about and is... She's uh, ready I, to get behind I, it. You know, I, one of the things I got from talking to Dr. McDonald today was that we live in a time of uh, fetishization of safety, of uh, succumbing to fear. And we need courage. Courage is something in very short supply. And people need to be courage, courageous today. I, I, I was just thinking about this. Um, somebody called me when I was doing the Adam and Drew show and he got here about the head head injury controversy for Dr. for Mr. Atua whatever his name was, when he got a concussion and Chris Nowitzki went crazy. And yes, these are very serious concerns, but they're playing in the NFL. They get injured. Uh, I think we need to get rid of a military because people might get hurt in the, if they join the military. It's the same logic. Are we going to eliminate our military because somebody might get hurt? I mean, this is so crazy. We've gotten into this world of denial of death, denial of the biological. It is time to come to terms with the fact of who we are as human beings and show a little bit of courage and stand up and move forward. That's what we need right now. And I think the nuclear threat from Putin 
realign things a little bit. People started thinking about what real threats are and what I, I, he also, Dr. McDonald was pointing out to me that in parts of Europe, like, you know, Kosovo and Serbia and places like that, that had war, they did not think so much of this virus. They'd seen real threat, real death, and they were not so worried about this one. And maybe we can get sort of realigned again and get, get ourselves back on track. That would be nice. All right. I'll, I'll end with that. And uh, we'll see you guys on Tuesday, three o'clock Pacific time. Don't forget after dark Dr. Drew podcast, we have some interesting guests over there. Michael Malice right now at the Dr. Drew podcast. I think you might enjoy him. Very interesting dude. We'll see you all next Tuesday at three o'clock. Ask Dr. Drew is produced by Caleb Nation and Susan Pinsky. As a reminder, the discussions here are not a substitute for medical care, diagnosis, or treatment. This show is intended for educational and informational purposes only. I am a licensed physician, but I am not a replacement for your personal doctor, and I am not practicing medicine here. Always remember that our understanding of medicine and science is constantly evolving. Though my opinion is based on the information that is available to me today, some of the contents of this show could be outdated in the future. Be sure to check with trusted resources in case any of the information has been updated since this was published. If you or someone you know is in immediate danger, don't call me, call 911. If you're feeling hopeless or suicidal, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255. You can find more of my recommended organizations and helpful resources at drdrew.com help.